Well, good morning and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what is hot in the news, what's new in research, or any topic that can help us feel great, lose weight, and live longer better. Usually all three, because what helps one usually helps the entire body to thrive. And you know, I love that word thrive. We want everything good to thrive. We want our children to thrive, our garden to thrive, our careers to thrive, our relationships, our health, all good things to thrive. And as you know, we have to tend things to help them thrive. Our kids don't do their best. Our gardens don't do well. Our relationships need special attention to thrive. And especially these days, Our health doesn't thrive unless we pay attention to all those diet and lifestyle things that, you know, really go against modern culture. But we're working on that, trying to reach that critical tipping point so that it's easier to live a healthier life for all of us. Together, you know, we can change our culture so it's more health-promoting, life-promoting, but we've got our work cut out for us. We are living pretty far out of balance from our evolutionary or our ancestral genetic background, what the body was designed to thrive on. So every week I talk about one other little subject, but today I'm going to talk about the hormone testosterone, the hormone that men have more of. Women have more estrogen. Obviously, both men and women make both hormones just in different amounts. We call them sex hormones because they generally give us the attributes of being male or female, but oh, they do so much more. Hormones in balance are wonderful. Just a few things testosterone contributes to, and there's going to be nine things that healthy testosterone does. Number one, bone health. Both bone mass and density for men and especially for women helps to prevent osteoporosis. Number two, brain health and cognition. You know, lack of focus and mental cognition. If you've got low testosterone, it's a problem. It goes a long way to helping prevent dementia. Third thing, cardiovascular and heart health. For cholesterol, vascular health, blood pressure, you need healthy testosterone. Muscle mass, muscle strength. Number five, energy and vitality. Number six, sleeping. Difficulty sleeping with people with low testosterone, especially You know, they find it hard to fall asleep or stay asleep. And low T is really common in men who have sleep apnea. Number seven, it's involved in longevity, immunity. If you've got low hormone levels, oh boy, there's there's a problem reaching any kind of longevity. And your immune system is definitely going to suffer. Number eight, Mood, oh my gosh, irritability, depression, lack of motivation, you know, all those things that affect the joy de vivre, your joy for each day, the joy of living, happiness, enthusiasm, helping you pop out of bed each morning, ready to greet the day with hope and enthusiasm to do great things. Okay, if you got low hormones, especially low testosterone, 
You don't have that joy de vivre. Okay. Number nine, not to mention sexual health. In fact, the U.S. birth rate has fallen 25% in the last 25 years. And that's according to Pharmacy Times. And, and they're quoting a lot of other uh, statistics that the government has. Is it because of a lower T level? Undoubtedly, there are many reasons. But libido and infertility, that's a prevalent condition that f- couples face today. And finally, low T has a big but rather complicated correlation to body fat, obesity, diabetes, all those things. You know, all these things, super important for a good quality of life. That's why I wrote my Amazon best-selling book, Get Out of Hormone Hell, Six Heavenly Steps to Lose Weight, Feel Great, and Reverse Aging. Without hormones in balance, our body, our brain, our mood, our health, our very life is threatened. And it's pretty much global, not just here in the United States. Our sex hormones are in peril, both estrogen and testosterone, but today I'm going to cover the big five reasons why plummeting testosterone is happening, and I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'm going to give you action to take against these falling levels. To underscore the problem, in a recent study of over 1,400 people, it was discovered that an alarming 25% of men over age 30 had deficient testosterone levels. We're not talking just low, but deficient. And that was according to their age bracket. Because as we age naturally, it goes down about 1% or so every year. And this study, looking ahead, projected a 38% decrease in the population by the year 2025. Okay, clear linear decrease in all age groups since 1990. Linear, straight down. Okay, so now the big reason. First of all, I'm going to say metabolic problems. I think probably here in the United States, because, you know, metabolic issues are closing in on 90%. We call it diabetes, and I do like that term because... That obesity leads to diabetes. Did you know that fat cells actually are considered a hormone-producing endocrine organ? So the more fat cells you have, the more hormones it is producing that upsets the whole body. Yes, and some of them are inflammatory compounds. You take two identical people, one having a lot of extra weight, one being in a healthy weight, the one with extra weight is going to have more inflammatory hormones, more need for joint replacement, more everything. Your blood vessels inflame. So we're talking all sorts of heart disease, blood pressure, all that. But anyway, they do produce inflammatory diets. So when you have a diet that's high in sugars and starches, that also leads to insulin, high levels of insulin leading to insulin resistance blood sugar dysregulation, and all this inflammatory mix disturbs hormones, including testosterone. 
There's a lot to tease out here, but I want you all to know that metabolic problems are a big cause of low testosterone and other hormones. But the big thing is here is that testosterone is acted on by a enzyme in the fat cells called aromatase that converts testosterone to estrogen. So if you've got a belly, you've got extra love handle, the first thing you need to do is get that weight under control so you're not converting your testosterone to estrogen. Okay, that's number one. Number two, restorative sleep. We have so much artificial light exposure anymore, and the biggest drop, they're kind of correlating to the introduction of cell phones. Okay, so widespread use of these mobile devices, screen time, all of that. That light plays into all the way the hormones are talking to each other, starting at the hypothalamus, to the pituitary, to the production of hormones in the middle of the night. Different things mess with quality of sleep. You can listen to my other shows on this, but artificial light, eating too late, alcohol, all the things I talk about in one of the chapters of my book, where it's like all focused on sleep, and you can measure stress with what we call heart rate variability. You might want to look into that. That heart rate variability is huge. And it really comes into effect with sleep quality. I measure mine with my aura ring. And boy, oh boy, when my heart rate variability is high, I wake up ready to greet the day before anybody else. I love it. Pretty cool to see how it plays out with your body's silent signals. You know, that's why I like to measure things because you can see and then you can work with it so that it improves. Okay, so third thing, and I've talked a lot about this in the last couple of months, environmental toxins. And, you know, I'm not just talking mold, environment, um, but endocrine and disrupting chemicals, but I'm also talking the toxins in processed food. I'm talking about this extreme exposure that we have from Wi-Fi and EMF and all these new exposures we have today that haven't been tested. Now we've got all these new satellites going up and yeah, it improves our quality of life, I guess, but it is a huge experiment that we are playing and our cells do react to EMF. So keep that in mind, um, you know, Nothing we can do to avoid it totally, but we we can modify our exposure to it. And then you've got, you know, lots of mold. Molds have been recognized as serious endocrine-disrupting hormones. And when I do toxin testing, mold is a gigantic problem. It's not only associated with lung and sinus problems like allergies and asthma, but Certain molds that grow in water-damaged buildings and furniture and upholstery and books and your clothes, especially in humid environments like we have here in the old black swamp, they've been shown to have estrogen-like properties We can throw off other hormone levels and lower testosterone. You know, I've talked 
a lot in the last couple, three weeks, months, about the endocrine-disrupting chemicals like phthalates that are pretty ubiquitous everywhere in our environment, difficult to avoid. According to the FDA, plastic phthalates are everywhere in the room you're in right now. A little list, toys, even your luxury vinyl flooring, paint and wallpaper, detergents, lubricating oils, pharmaceuticals, medical equipment, of course, all the personal care items like nail polish, hairspray, aftershave lotion, soap, shampoos, perfumes. Food packaging is big. It leaches from the packaging into the food you eat. You've got polystyrene and microplastics. Chronic exposure to this PS and the MPs, microplastics and polystyrene, resulted in toxicity in male reproduction under environmental exposure levels, not lab levels, environment exposure. They're everywhere. In the latest annual meeting, June of the Endocrine Society in Chicago this last summer, a study was presented about prenatal exposure to the phthalates, suggesting that exposure may lead to hormonal changes in female fetuses that could affect their future fertility. The level of sex hormones, to quote, the level of sex hormones during the fetal and neonatal periods are critical, and disruptions in the level of these can cause reproductive abnormalities that may not be evident till adulthood, unquote. Not just in females, but as I wrote in my book, males that have the largest, highest level of phthalates in their body have the lowest level of testosterone. And the effect was most noticeable in boys aged 6 to 12. Those with the highest levels of phthalates were associated with a 10.8, almost 11, to 24% decline in testosterone. This is a study by Meeker that was published in the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology. You know, this is not me just talking out of my head. This is, these are studies that are all over the place. And I guess you call these, these toxins anti-androgens, anti-testosterone. And in infant males, the exposure is anatomically measurable. Yeah, it is changing the very physical structure. It doesn't get more serious than this, you know, and, and it's all over the scientific material, but yet our government ignores this. And I really think each one of us has to take it upon ourselves to make these changes. And there's also a definite connection between water contamination and abnormal testosterone levels. Last week, I talked about Camp Lejeune and the camp contaminated drinking water. Well, now I found a study that there is a low, there is a link to low testosterone among the people drinking that water for 30 days between August 1st, 1953 and December 31st, 1987. Oh boy. You know, it's, it's something. And here's one I didn't know about. Number four, ibuprofen, also known as Motrin or Advil. Used for pain and inflammation, like everywhere, all over every store that you go to, 
it has fetal endocrine effects that reduces prostaglandin E2 production. Past study has linked ibuprofen to two birth defects in males. Both defects were associated with low testosterone levels in utero before they're born. 2017 scientific report journal found that ibuprofen reduced testosterone synthesis in the lytic cells at eight to nine week gestation age. Most women don't even know they're pregnant then. This toxic effect is not only physical, but it also is on the developing male brain. It, male brain, that it has to be exposed to the right amount of testosterone or it is forever feminized. Weird, right? Once in a while, no problem. But for chronic high-dose users, they are at high risk for adverse endocrine effects. I think they should come with a label on that, don't you think? Boy. Okay, four, I'm going to not spend a whole lot of time on it, Nutrient uh, chronic stress. Number five, nutrient deficiencies. You know, there's all sorts of things. Leaky gut, um, infections, antibiotics, all those things can potentially have a problem. So real quick, how can we naturally boost testosterone? Here's a short list, but boy, maximum results. First thing, maintain a proper weight. Remember, those fat cells convert testosterone to estrogen. Number two, strength training becomes more important with every decade. Hit training once a week is also really good. Number three, good quality sleep. Number four, avoiding those toxins. Consider my heavenly cleanse. I put it together. I love it. Number five, daily stress management. Guarding your thoughts. Keep them positive. Breathing, meditation. Number six, good anti-inflammatory, nutrient-dense diet with good healthy fats, fiber, protein, veggies, and fruit. Minimize starches, grains, sugars. Good glycemic balance. Seven, some herbs that uh, have been proven to elevate testosterone in many cases. Tribulus, my favorite, maca, horny goatweed, and even branched-chain amino acids. Number eight, there's lots of nutrients. Alpha-lipoic acids, selenium, bees, magnesium, COQ10. Don't forget zinc, vitamin D, A, C, and E. Of course, I'm diet and lifestyle first, but sometimes medical intervention is needed. I would only recommend working with a functional doctor that understands all the areas that need to be addressed and not just write a prescription. I think... It's a good choice to address the root cause of imbalance, uh, or there's going to be other challenges ahead. There's so many things we can do to improve hormone balance and production. Yeah, you have to be willing to do a little work, but you can live your best life, longer life, better. Maybe an additional 10 years, 20 years, maybe decades longer and healthier than you would have otherwise. Increasing that health span versus lifespan. I think today, health can be the best hobby there is. It pays you back huge quality dividends. Thanks for listening to another edition of Today's Nutrition. I hope it helps you or someone you love. As always, you can listen again on my website, debford.com, or any place you listen to podcasts under Today's Nutrition. Have a great day.